Welcome back to Joystick and Mouse, video game news and reviews for all you filthy casuals out there. My name is Alex. I go by Cross in the gaming community. With me, as always, is Diddy. Dogs. Oh, jeez. Loud? Yeah, no, it sounded sad. You said, hi, folks. Howdy, folks. There it is. Hey, J-Dimes. What up? And we have a guest today. It's TV's Travis. What's up, my man? Hello. Happy How you doing? Good. Happy for you to be here. Uh, this is yeah, episode 75. Uh, today we're going to be talking about how COVID-19 is still changing all the things. How will the shit show that is 2020 affect the gaming landscape and the world of gaming makes its way into the mainstream? Um, and that and a new player of Sword in the Cloud Gaming Arena. And we welcome this very special guest, TV's Travis, on this episode of Joystick and Mouse, episode 75, right here on June 1st. 2020 we didn't do a show last week because it was memorial day and uh, i felt like it was a it was a nice little day off how about you guys did you guys enjoy it i did um, it was vanessa's yeah. birthday yeah and so uh we had a very chill yep. day happy 29th to vanessa again yeah that's right <laughs> how many 29s is this or is she gonna um, kill you for saying that <laughs> yep. trying to do math in my head i think this is the fourth the oh, fourth okay yeah that's fine that's totally fine yeah. travis what'd you do yeah. uh as little as humanly possible good um i didn't leave my house i barely i like i barely went outside i took the dog out a few times but i just chilled i needed it nice so basically last three months um <laughs> more so than that because i like work had been a little bit stressful so i just needed to like sit down and i think i finished off i was watching uh psych on hmm. Amazon yeah, I, Prime. Oh, nice. I finished nice. finished the series that's a classic show i've never yes. seen that show i attacked that onto more things that j-dimes needs to yell yell at me about, about not <laughs> yeah, watching yeah. something so have you ever watched the west wing yes so that was the weird thing for me about skype because i was a big west wing fan right and i had always I see seen dule hill as like a serious dude on the show right and then to see him on psych where he was just like super goofy um, yeah was and then he's on ballers and he's like different on ballers too yeah right? he's different on, he's good in ballers yeah yeah he's just you guys haven't watched that that's a good show that's the one with the rock right yeah uh -huh. yeah i, I watched um i did watch the watchmen uh, I finished that up. That was pretty oh, sweet. Oh, what'd you think? I, I haven't seen that. I I'm really watching really The Witcher like right now. Yo, I'm going to tell show. you, that first episode is going to mess you up. Of The Watchmen? Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that. That's on HBO, right? Yeah. 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 yeah there's, maybe, there's a lot well, that. get HBO for a bit. There's a lot yeah, that surprised so me about that show. Yeah, there's HBO and. Now HBO other Max. Mean, other means that we won't talk about. Yeah. Because <laughs> sure. we wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, no, of course not. Um, Diddy, uh, tell me about all your grills. Uh, so we had, we, I think I talked about last episode about we bought a smoker and finally got it set up, did some ribs. It was all great. We went up, we were just going to cook burgers on the regular grill upstairs because we didn't want to, you know, leave the smoker as the smoker and not really use that as a regular grill. Mm-hmm. Went to move it, and the whole basically the whole front of the grill fell off. Oh no! It had just disintegrated all the way down through the whole grill. So it's we, not good. yeah, we spent. I spent most of yesterday tearing apart the old grill so that um, 
and then my wife and I built the uh, new grill uh, so that we could have burgers last night. Um, oh, so geez. yeah, it was a uh, it was a grill kind of day yesterday. Man, was I tired! <laughs> 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 nice. Not used to all that physical activity, but yeah, I couldn't believe it. It's like it was all rusted all through down through the pan and the thing that kept the top together and everything. It was it was brutal. I'm surprised it hasn't happened to your Weber yet, J Dimes. Not so Weber. That's, I, I bought a Weber. Rust? <laughs> well, so I've never seen a Weber rust out um, unless you do something that cracks the enamel uh, on the yeah, outside. Mm. So the coating that they use in the paint, as long as you don't mess that up, um, you'll be all right. I did have, I had a friend of mine who had uh, my buddy Deke. He was overseas and they had like a um, they had like a housekeeper and the housekeeper decided to clean his grill for him and whatever she used on the grill um took off the the finish oh dude that and his, off. his oh, rusted wow. out yeah his rusted out okay. oh, we got a little we had a little teeny tiny one it's great so we have these two really small grills now that for the two of us are perfect you bought the the e-spirit right yeah yeah, yep. my buddy just bought the you all. I think I think your picture was of the three burner, right? Two, two burner, two, two, yeah, knob. yeah. two yeah. knobs, three. Yeah, my best friend just bought that one. He and his wife yep. just picked that one up. Two knobs, but it controls three flames. There's no. three, three. No, there's only no, there's only two. There's only two tubes in it. Yeah. There's three dividers, but there's only two tubes. Travis, we're all into to grilling over here. What about you? <laughs> oh yeah, I've got my uh, Blackstone flat top. Yeah, um, nice. love that thing. And then uh, I bought an electric smoker um, earlier this year, and I've been using that a few times. I love that. I'm gonna break that out again uh, this weekend. Actually, I'm gonna mm. do some brisket and some ribs. Yes, yes, good job. Nice, nice. Yeah, I think you, we're trying to smoke mass a... burgers on that on that that flat top. Oh yeah. Oh, I can do. I've done that. Um, I'll throw a flank steak on there. I love doing up uh, like asparagus, onions, mushrooms. Cooking, cooking on that flat top is changed grilling for yeah, me. Like dude. I grill more because it's so easy to grill on and clean. If well, and it I cooks try it to come on with a flat top, Vanessa might try to fight me. You have a cast iron <laughs> pan, dude. You could just st stack that thing on your Weber. Man, but you listen, not nah, yeah. that, that 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 flat top is just nice, man. Bro. They're nice. I know. They but less work than cleaning cast iron. I'm, yeah, maybe. Yeah, you'll no, find, you're, that is true. But cast you'll find a lot good. of guys. A lot of the guys in like uh, my Green Egg group, they also have flat tops. Like they they buy the Blackstone flat tops. Do they? To, as a company. they have a mini one. They got a little one. Yeah, it's a little like tabletop style one. My dad's got one of those for camping. Love it. I love it. That'd be perfect for you, Diddy. I mean, it's yeah. perfect for two people. I mean, it's Diddy's just the all two about of us. the mini, the mini grills. See, see there's just the two of us, yeah. and our kids don't eat. They're, they, when they come over, they there don't eat. One, well, yeah, one's a vegetarian. One's oh. a vegetarian, and okay. one's uh, one won't eat anything unless it's been. Uh, uh, sanctified by a buddhist monk or something it's just <laughs> okay well yeah that, that in... definitely limits things hold on She's now in... i'm trying to figure out which one which kid is which <laughs> is which dietary uh restriction and, my, <laughs> and the other and the other one's fasting nine tenths of the time it's it i don't know what's wrong with them that's complicated <laughs> all right go ahead yeah. go ahead can you figure it out uh, i'm not even gonna try 
We've had Zach on the show, one of your sons. We've had him on the show. Oh, I'm going to go with he's a vegetarian. Nope. Really? Zach's the one, Zach's the one that's fasting all the time. He, he'll, oh, okay. he'll, he'll fast for like three days and then pig for two days. Then <laughs> Gazi has to be the vegetarian. Nope. She's really? Gazi, Gazi <laughs> is the... She, she's, she's the, the Buddhist? Dude. Yeah, she. if it, like, didn't grow out of air, she won't eat it. Oh. <laughs> That's why she's skinny. There's not much that just grows out of and, air. And Kendall's a vegetarian. Mm, okay, gotcha. Kendall is Gazi's boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, gotcha. Um, so are you going to use any of that firewood that you got there, J-Dimes, for any of this cooking, or are you just going to use it for fires? So he actually did, they actually did drop off some, uh, some hickory that I'm just going to chop up into oh, small I can say chip for, that up and smoke it. For yeah. smoke, um, they, they dropped off some hickory and some, some cherry, I think. Oh, all right. Nice. Nice. Um, what, um, so that's... how does that, so, uh, is there a difference I'm asking because I'm like, I don't know how this works, but like, do you need, is there like firewood wood? And then you're like, this is what I can throw in with my yes. Weber. Yes. Yes. Okay. yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Um, so you don't want to like go cut down a spruce tree and put that, put go. that in. Your yeah. Don't what would <laughs> happen? No, you don't. Uh, so anything like softwood, like pine, spruce, cedar, yeah. you don't want to smoke Earth. with that. Cause it's got, it's got, um, pitch in it. And that stuff will get you know, all in your food. You want hardwood, so that's your, yeah. you know, hardwood and um, fruitwoods. Yeah, gotcha. hardwood and fruitwoods. That makes sense. Okay, I, that's one of yeah. the great things about a pellet grill is is I just change the pellets out. Yeah, and it's a different wood. Yeah, Love it. That's true. I mean, I just got to drop a couple chunks in when I when I fire it up. So like when I made those ribs today, I used uh, I used oak. Oh, okay. Yeah. On, all right. On that. Yeah, and J-Dime's got a, got a pallet of new firewood that he's um, trying to pawn off, so... Yeah, more than a pallet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a freaking truckload. Truckload, literally a truckload. That guy's yeah. probably still out in front of my house right now unloading that truck. I can, You know what? I can look at the camera and, and, and see. Yeah, find out. If he's still out there. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, no, it looks like... He's pulled. He's he's he pulled off eight minutes ago. Nice. Tom Norm says that applewood works like a charm. Applewood oh, yeah. is great. Sounds like a yeah. Yeah, I good. haven't gotten any a apple pellets yet. That's that's on my list. That's what we use to uh, to smoke um, turkey. Apple doesn't have a very distinct flavor. Mm. Like it'll yeah. give you a decent ring, but I don't find it to like affect the taste of your food very much. Whereas if you use like did. mesquite and hickory, yeah, yeah. And hickory, Those you will you will know that you used it. Mm. Um, they will they get you both flavor and they change the color of your food. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's, that's very cool. red. That yeah. makes sense. Um, one last quick update: Filthy Casuals, our our heroic raid team in World of Warcraft that Diddy and I are a part of. We are officially half over halfway through heroic Nihilotha, everybody. Let's round of applause. Very nice. A one day a week raid team. Pretty damn impressive. It's really damn About good. What are we, four weeks in? Five weeks ah! in. That was the guy in the uh, cheering for us. <laughs> uh, what else do I got? Yeah, that's it. Yeah, let's just say that. Yeah, not bad. Not bad. Good excited. team. 
good team. Uh, yeah, so it's been it's been a lot of fun. We got another raid this Wednesday. We're always streaming it live. You can check it out on my channel or on Diddy's channel. Um, depends on the point. Except of the raid leader, watch. he's such a pain in the ass. Yeah. I'm, I'm such a dick. A jerk sometimes. Yeah. So, Travi, have you had to cut your own hair yet? I know I'm, I know that beard hasn't been hasn't been cut, but the top. Uh, no, I haven't. Um, I I I work at home, and when I go out, I wear a hat. So I've been just letting it grow, and it's getting unruly. <laughs> it's crazy right now. <laughs> <laughs> it. Has it all tucked up underneath? It's in the hat. It's all it's all it's tucked up in here right now. Yeah, yeah. I end up just, uh, I just I'm just buzzing everything, man. It's great. I cut the top. I cut my hair yesterday. Oh, did you? See when? Yeah, did. I didn't go See, all the way you, down as low as I normally do. When you shave your head, it's no big deal. It's just yeah. right. I'm I'm getting there because I'm getting out of the shower and I'm noticing it's thinner and thinner. Yeah, yeah. So pretty soon, I'm gonna have to come on home and just take it all off. It's uh, it's liberating. I swear to God, I've never buzzed my head up to this point because I got this nice little widow's peak happening. If you can get away with it and your head's not some god awful shape, um, that do it. I mean, my head's oh, not yeah. the best shape. But it's still no, nah, Alex. You can no, shave I, your head. I did it for years, it and it's going to get to a point, time. Alex, where we're going to encourage you. Oh, yeah, I'm already <laughs> encouraged. All right, well, you know, I'm, I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. My hair can't go much longer than this, or it betrays me. Yeah, yeah. Because but you Alex, can you really have a, see the patch. Alex, you've got a great guide for a mohawk, though. I do. I thought about it. I, I actually, I started it, but the rate the. Okay, so quick tangent. If you try to shave your head with shears that don't quite work very well, it fucking hurts. So, yeah, um, yeah get yourself yeah. a good pair of shears. Yeah, my dad had bought these shears that he, I've only, I was the only one that used them, and I've used them twice. And they kind of stopped working. So I was like pulling my hair oh. as I was doing it, but I was going down to a number weird. one. So I went down to number three. I was like, still not working. So mm -hmm. I ended up just taking what I used to trim my beard down to like a number three and i just use that to kind of shave my head back but i need to get myself something to go down to a number one um, um but i was i started out by doing a little bit of the mohawk to see what it would look like it was fine i'll send you a link to the clippers i have all right i've got a pair of like um they're not andy's yeah there you go nice uh, and long one of the other ones. but yeah so when this all started like i'd had these clippers for a while the first time i cut my head i scratched I like cut the top of my head up. Oh no! And so I went to Sally's and bought a new set of blades when I was buying the number one guard. And the new blades, it's like night and day. Oh yeah. yeah. So, so I usually trim mine down with like a regular trimmer on to zero. Yeah. You know, to, to yep. just to with the, the thing to the skin itself, and then take a rotary razor and oh, like okay. one you would use on your face, and then do my head. Yeah, like gotcha. That work. Gotcha. I've seen the ones where you can put it like on your palm. Oh, uh, yeah, I've seen the little Facebook uh, videos. I have like one. That. I have one. How does, and it, does that work okay? It works great, but it's impossible to clean. Really? Mm. It doesn't open up. It doesn't open, so, like, the crap just stays in it all oh, the time. Right yeah. in the ass. Yeah. Are they oh, inexpensive? Like, you can just, no. like, use it for a while and then chuck it and buy another one? Nope. They're really expensive. Oh, so that's stupid. Yeah, it sucks, yep. man. Mm. not worth it. But anyway, we got a lot of uh, news topics to talk about. Not a whole lot of deep news, but there's a couple things. So uh, we still want to be able to deliver some fine content to you, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, let me stop this music so we can get on to the news. It's time for the news. So first things first, um, worth acknowledging some of the things that are happening in the world right now. Um, there are... Uh, and we're not going to get extremely political during the show by any means. We can all agree that 2020 has kind of sucked 
and with um, a lot of the bullshit kind of happening right now with uh, people dying um, and and people not necessarily being held accountable like they should be, um, there has been quite a movement here in the United States around um, you know a very important uh, movement, which is you know Black Lives Matter, and there has been uh, a lot of attention on this. It's been ramping up over the years, and this has been it's been quite a, a weekend for us here in the United States. Um, and one of the, the relevant topics and ways that this kind of affects the the, the video game news um, piece of what we do here, uh, Sony has actually postponed um, their PS5 reveal event. Um, I don't think they've actually canceled it. It's just going to be like a, I think they're going to do it next week. But one of the things that they talked about was there are more important voices that need to be heard this week, um, more important messages. So they're postponing the event. Um, probably until next week. And that's been met with very positive feedback. Um, I don't want to spend too much time on this topic. It's, it's, it, this is obviously a very important subject, um, but a lot more credible people are covering this um, than me. So, uh, you know, I wanted to just open it up for any initial thoughts or, or feedback about this topic before we move on. Anybody have any thoughts? Um, no, I'm all for, I'm I'm all with Sony on this. Um, yep. Raise your voice, be heard. Yeah, same. Yep. Okay. So that's that. Um, but we have a so so Tim, you've got the first news topic here. With the new console cycle just coming around the corner, we see a lot of discussions relating to the new generation of gaming technology, the greater specs, more efficient hardware, and better system architecture promises to provide an amazing gaming experience for everybody. But a hot topic of discussion in these times has been in relation to cross-generation gaming. But is this really a good thing? Yeah, it's a good thing. I think so. I'm, I, I, I've got games on my shelf that I want to be able to still play. Um... So, yeah, I think it's a good thing. Yeah. I also, you know, don't want to have to keep three generations of Xbox <laughs> stuff on I, my I, 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 I agree with you, but the, the article makes a really good point about does this hold back some of the capabilities of the architecture and operating system of these consoles that they have to be backward compatible? Well, I think that depends on how they're doing it, right? Like, my understanding from Xbox is that they're running an emulator in, yeah. the, in, in the OS. So, right. I mean, if you're running well, a standalone program, I don't see why that would be a headache. Well, but there's architecture things that have to happen. That, that oh, They had to make compromises in architecture, absolutely, to... You think? I mean, we run emulators on our happen. computers to play Nintendo games. Like, yeah, yeah but our computers yeah. have ten times the horsepower of any console. But that the difference between a console and a PC today can be a lot smaller than it was years ago. Like, I don't, I don't see. I mean, PCs been able to have basically backwards compatibility forever. Feels, yeah, that's certainly the way it feels. Well. The difference there is when you get to certain OSs, right? So they're like, yeah. if you try to run something from Windows 95, just for an extreme example, 
on something today. Like, I really want to play Doom. Uh, like, original-ass Doom. That's the way we call it, original-ass Doom. Trademark. So, hilariously, try, go, find, find a real copy of, like, Doom or Quake or something like that and go back and try and play it. It's hilarious because it runs so fast. Because today's yeah. computers yes. are so fast. It, 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 it is crazy. crazy. It's basically impossible because the mobs will be out there, and the next thing you know, they're hitting you in the face because yeah. they've just traveled, you know, half the dungeon to come get you. It's it's, it's hilarious. Yeah, I guess I guess the the real answer to that question is depends on whether or not they actually had to make compromises to get games to work. Well, I think the real answer to the question is, are they going to be able to make money with it? Well, that's, that's what's going to drive it. If they're not going to make any money, they're not going to put the time into it. You know, that's why well, like, do you think you, that's why the, the number of games that are available, like say on the switch virtual console or the switch, like, um, you know, the SNES app on there, there's so few of them because they put the time into it, but they put time into the ones that people are going to play. They're going to pay for. Well, okay. So now that that's, I think that goes down a, a like a kind of a different path because Xbox traditionally has made backwards compatibility free, right? So if you still have a physical copy of the game, if it's backwards compatible, the game works. Oh, sure. They don't ask you to go and sure. buy a remastered version of the game to play the game, right? I mean, it's this has been kind of one of Phil Spencer's pet projects um, since he took over. He's pretty is, passionate about that, didn't he? Right, yeah. And so for Xbox... What I've read is typically the issue has surrounded more licensing than it has technical specifications for the games that they that they bring out in backwards compatibility. That's um, a fair point. I'm I am not for them like holding holding a system back. But I think that really comes more into play with like maybe xbox one games like original xbox one games than it would like 360 and xbox games sure um i think the current crop of games that are coming out right now that have to be compatible with both systems do we think that's a detriment because that game has to run on both systems i i guess it depends on how much difference there is in the two systems in terms of like the underlying how it runs because yeah. we've seen games that come out like um you know right at the launch that they'll they'll put out a version of you know ps4 and ps3 version of a game and it's the same game it's just a a, a graphics difference more than anything yeah i don't know yeah i mean i really I don't, don't see a problem with it like i think that it's good to have that um have that uh the, the capability for people um, I, I don't, I'm not sure I buy the whole argument of like, it might be detrimental to the, to the specs of the new system. And, and Diddy, I'd like to hear your argument a little bit more on that. Cause I know you were, you were thinking that, is there a specific reason that the article made you feel that way? There are specific things about the architecture, such as. Well, okay. So they're using an emulator, but anytime you use an emulator, you're taking away from the horsepower of the machine. There, there's definitely. 
I actually wonder if a lot of the games that were that are backward compatible are not going to play as well in the new system. Hmm. Because they're eating up horsepower to emulate the game. Emulate the old system. So, not only that, they have to have an emulator in the machine. So here's here's kind of what the article is saying. Can older game uh, console designs compromise new video games with Sony and Microsoft? Both Sony and Microsoft, excuse me, have made it clear that at least for the future, the PS4 and Xbox One will not be rendered completely obsolete. This is to say that games will um, still be released for those older consoles and the newer generation of consoles at the same time. However, there occurs a problem when a game is designed for older hardware. That is, the game may not utilize the entirety of the hardware on the console itself. Uh, if this is the case, then fans would be robbed of having a full next-gen experience. A developed uh, recently, a, de a developer recently chimed in with his opinion while reacting to PS5 hardware uh, exhibition. Uh, Craven God's followers, however, have rebuked his opinion. Many user, uh, users pointed out that uh, the fact that game developers have taken care to ensure that the next-gen version of their releases will not be compromised or optimized for older hardware, specifically Team Kill Media, um, who did Quantum Error, uh, has made this clear. The studio has stated that they would be um, developing the PS5 for the PS5 first, then scale back to run on the PS4. So it, it's an interesting thought. Like that's an interesting and, thought by them. Oops. But as a software developer, when I have to make stuff backwards compatible, I give up something. Which is true. Always. But I will say, from from my experience in working as a QA tester for games, this was back PS2 original Xbox era. But they would they would build. To my knowledge, what I remembered was they would build the game for whichever I think the PS2 and then alter it to go to the Xbox and to the GameCube at the time. Hmm. And so they would they would start, you know, it's it's the idea of like in photography, you can't add light to a picture. So you, you always want to make sure you have as much light as possible. And then you you um, dial it back, dial it back from there. They would do that. They would make the game for whichever was the most powerful system. That's what they would develop for. And then they would scale back what they needed to like for the game because I tested a lot on the GameCube, which was it was less powerful than the Xbox or the PS2. So that was that was my experience then. I don't know how much it's changed in the last whatever 15 years. How did it play? Years. Uh actually really well. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Um it was NCAA football was what I spent most of my time testing. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, I, I don't I mean I think there's some uh, certainly there's some validity in in the compromise of like the the integrity of of the program itself during that development cycle and you know during development cycles you have deadlines and certain things that you have to hit like and there's some challenges there you have to optimize it for one thing and then you have to go back and optimize it for another thing and that's challenging um it'll be interesting to see what you know as we move towards these cloud architectures especially this is something that we talk about a lot on this show what that'll do um, for some of this development, right? Because at that point, it's not really going to matter. It's all on a single point of architecture. Like it, it'll work no matter what what you're playing it on. If 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 that's the way that the industry goes, uh, there will still be maybe different platforms, but it may become a little less of an issue 
as things become a little more agnostic. Um, so I don't know. Any final thoughts on that? No. No? <laughs> All right. Well, then, Diddy, you're up. All right. Any way you look at it, 2020 was going to be a big year for gaming. New consoles were, uh, would always have been big shifts in, in, in our gaming world. But what would have been harder to predict is how many other ways 2020 is poised to change gaming. So many institutional shifts are taking place that the next console generation may even start to look insignificant in comparison. And that's before you consider the effects the COVID-19 pandemic will have for years to come. So this article is fascinating. And there is, it's, I, I will say this, everybody should go read it. There are a lot of points in here, but I'll hit the big ones. The first one is, is that remakes, remakes are not what they used to be. These are not your, your granddad's remakes. They, the last couple that have come out, like Resident Evil 2 and Final Fantasy 7, they're almost like rewrites of the game. Yes. And they're stunningly beautiful. They're not just upgraded graphics, so they're, they're new play styles and new combat systems and everything. They're almost new games. They're, they're, they're amazing, and they've done so well that I see a lot of, of publishers and development houses doing this same thing with other IPs. I, I definitely see um, see that coming. Um, another one that they talked about was how we buy games. I, I, I personally think this is the biggest shift in gaming that we are going to see maybe in our lifetime that we don't buy games anymore. We pay a subscription just like we do for our our video consumption now. Yeah, Netflix or uh, yeah, people buy Netflix, people buy HBO Go or what's it, HBO Max or something like that. People are starting to buy Epic, uh, the Epic um, uh, subscription, and people are starting to buy the uh, Xbox Ultimate Pass and. Those are the games that are getting played. If you look at the statistics of what games people are playing, those are the one. World of Warcraft with its subscription model is actually an anom anomaly in the gaming gaming universe because I, I think it's only because it's it's got you know a lot of roots with people. But even that, people are starting to go away from. They come back for the expansion and they go away again. They come back and go away and and that type of thing. Um, they go into cloud gaming in this, how it's just beginning. But again, this is something that's coming for our future. This is something that we're definitely going to see. I see this and the marrying of the subscription services oh, yeah. as the true future of gaming. I know that another point they touch on is virtual hangouts. I know that we've done this. We, yeah. we have done this um, in our gaming communities of getting together mostly on Friday nights just to hang out with each other. That's right. Uh, it's been great, and it's been wonderful, and it's been an amazing experience with lots of good friends. And uh, and so there's there's a whole other points in this about, you know, how about digital sales and um, Loot boxes. culture changes and, you know, 
being more inclusive, which is wonderful, and you know, elimination of the big uh, uh, big conferences and and that type of thing. It's a fascinating article. It has a lot of great points, um, but those those were the big ones. But but those two, the subscription service and and cloud gaming, I think are are the marrying of those two things. I think maybe uh, might be the future of gaming. That's that we really know true. it, and yeah. those are happening today. We're going through it yeah. right now. Yeah, we are. I wanted to call out Tom Norm in the in the chat. Uh, brought up an interesting question. So, where does remake turn into a completely different thing? At what point do you stop calling it a remake? I think for most situations like that, Norm, I think it's it's mostly when it comes down to story. If you ask right. me, um, and I know that you know, like Final Fantasy VII remake Part One you know, whatever it's, uh, 99% of it was pretty true. You know, I think some things, same story. Yeah. For pretty much. Yeah. Some people, the so ending is a little different, but what's but, the difference between a remake and a remaster? Literally just reskinned. I think it's like it reskinned visually yeah. and reskinned. Yeah. Uh, audio, audio, for instance. So like sometimes they'll remaster the, the music, for some eight the, th stuff. the thing about the remakes is they've changed the engine underneath. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think that's remaster means they've just updated the graphics. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I've played a bunch of remastered versions of some old point and click adventures, like Secret of Monkey Island, mm -hmm. and it's the same game, just updated graphics. But Final Fantasy VII, not only did they update the graphics, they updated the engine, they changed the combat system. Yeah. So it's it's got real time combat instead of just or I think it had the option to do turn based. I haven't I haven't played it's, it, but um, I remember reading that. It's a tactical had... mode where you can like basically oh, okay. let it fight for you, but you pick and choose the special attacks that you use. If that right. So it, it's a full on remake. It would be like you know I mean a remake of a movie. You know, making the thing out of the thing from another world. Those are two very different movies with roughly the same story as opposed to a digital remaster of that old movie. Of course okay. you went there. The movie right. guy went there. That's fine. Of course I did. <laughs> I appreciate it, Travis. I appreciate it. Um, uh, so, I, I'm really glad you went there with one of them, Diddy. The, the community thing, I think, is really important. This is something that we have um, we've actually done quite a bit of with the Filthy Casuals raid team, which we mentioned at the top of the show. Every Friday we get together. We literally sit and fish in game, grab a beer or whatever we're yep. drinking, and we'll sit around and, and just bullshit and catch some fish. And, you know, yeah. Yeah, a lot of that is used for what we need for some of the raid buffs and stuff that we need. But I think more but, importantly than that, it's really bringing us together in a time where we're not able to go out. And, like, Diddy lives five minutes away from me. And, I Diddy, I haven't seen you in, what, two months, you know, since this whole thing At least, started. yeah. Same thing with J-Dimes. Like, J-Dimes doesn't live too much further away. And I think that that's something that has that 2020 has brought out while it's been a really shitty year. There's been a lot oh, yeah. of goodness that technology um, and video games has really brought in that regard. What, what do you think, Travis? Uh, no, I agree. I have a group of friends of mine. Um, they play it's uh, the Conan game. I can't remember the name of it. They, oh, sure. They all get together and play that. I'll hop in. Is that the one where you the see the like their wieners and, and stuff flopping around yeah, in the yep, middle of the a bunch of floppy wieners. Yeah. It's a whole bunch of naked people, a whole bunch of wieners. Um, it really is, <laughs> but they'll, you know, um, I mean, that's just a way to just get together and hang out with those guys and just chat like that we don't normally get to. So yeah, yeah I totally yeah, see that. It, 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 it's a, it, those Friday nights have been great. Really yeah. been wonderful. 
What about you, Jay Dimes? What's been your kind of thought on 2020 affecting the video game scene? Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know that I've played any more or that there's really been anything that's like really pulled my interest. Um, I think like I think the shift for me is probably going to come this week because, like, I just I, I haven't like you know Division's my go-to. Yeah. I haven't really had a desire to to, to play. Um, but you know, I think you, know what you should do instead of uh, instead of not having a desire to play that, um, you should actually just start a new character on PC. <laughs> I don't. Me? No, you know, no. It's and it's not that like I don't have a desire to play games. Like that game just doesn't feel good for me right now gotcha so i think i'm gonna start last of us like uh um, have you ever played it i started it on the ps3 and didn't, didn't yeah long time ago i started it on yeah. playstation and never finished it mm, that game um, is a special place in my heart i won't say anymore the than new that. one is coming out and i watched um yeah. i watched jessica chobot play a little bit of the new one um last week and i was like all right maybe that i'll go a, back um, Brilliant piece of storytelling. That's all I will say. Experience. I'm gonna go it. back, and Will has the the remaster for PS4. So I think this weekend, maybe I'll try to, um, I'll try to just grind it out over the course of the weekend. Yeah, do it. Um, yeah, the, the staying the staying at home and being locked in our house. This thing really has. It, it sucked because you don't get to go see your friends and people, but it really, it has had some benefits, you know, where things like, uh, things like this, you're getting to know people that, you know, online a little bit better. Um, streaming has taken off. Yeah. Uh, streaming channels are being watched more and more and more. Esports is just exploded. It's just blown up. The best investment um, ESPN ever made. Yep. And they didn't even uh, know it. MDI, MDI, and Arena Championships have been the last two weekends. They had the largest viewership ever on yeah. Twitch, ever. Nobody's um, watching physical sports. Last so two they're weeks. Doing e so, you know, it, it's been it's an amazing time, and I just hope that the momentum keeps going after you know this is all over. And, but, and you know, one thing, Travis, I wanted to to kind of bring you in on this a little bit too. You have been doing a lot more streaming lately. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, I know that you, you recently hit affiliate, which is great. Congrats again. Thanks. Um, if so, uh, what ways have you found that just the streaming piece have, has kind of built a, a community for you? So it, I've been streaming more. And so I'm, it's like, I'm building this community because I'm more active. Yep. So people are seeing that, that I'm doing this two, three, four times a week. And you start to see the same people um, yeah. come by to watch. And it's great. Yep. It's so much fun to do. Um, you know, I'm going to be talking about the game that I'm playing here in a little bit, but I've been having a blast with it. And, and what I stream typically are very casual, you know, point and click adventures. And that lets me interact a little bit more because I don't have to focus sure. quite so much on the game. But sure. it's getting my gaming itch. I've been playing with my Switch a lot more um, and all of this. Love it. So. It's been helping. 
Yeah. Oh man. my god, and, it's and Animal Crossing good, bad. Yeah. <laughs> you build a good. I haven't played that yet. And, yeah, it's fun. So sucked. Yeah. So bad. Yeah, the community part of it is just great. Like getting to interact. I mean, people are coming in saying, "Oh, I remember playing that game," or "Oh, what do you what are you working on?" And then they'll they'll find my show from it, or vice versa. They'll find my game streams based on you know my podcast. So it's great cross yeah, it's, marketing it's material too. I agree. Mm-hmm. It's really good. Really good for that. Um, well, yeah, it's been like, you know, just kind of rounded off. It's been a really crazy year, but I think that just the, the ability to connect in other ways, you know, utilizing one of my favorite pastimes playing video games is still really awesome. And I just, I love that we have the ability to do that. Um, all right. So we've got our, our last news topic here. Um, in October 2016, something weird happened, something that only fans of a recent but already popular video game could understand. A billboard went up in Orlando, Florida, featuring a cartoon image of Donald Trump wearing a gaming headset and shouting into his computer monitor. The accompanying text accused the presidential candidate of meaning Hanzo. Most of the people who saw it scratched their heads. Maybe a few searched Google, but turned image turned up images of an arrow sling uh, video game character with a goatee and a man bun. It wasn't the first time that someone got called a Hanzo main as an insult, and it wouldn't be the last. Now, here's how one video game character became an insult hurled at politicians and middle school bullies alike. This, I thought, was a really funny article. Uh, good stag, did I love this article. <laughs> um, it, so, first of all, um, who here plays some Hanzo? Anybody? Or is anybody here a Hanzo? Nobody man? plays Hanzo. It's too hard to play. Oh, no, he's great. He's really fun. I'm a Hanzo man. First of all, no, uh, no, uh, and that's just the point. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, who here plays Overwatch? I I have played a little bit of Overwatch, but not okay. not very much. Overwatch is a great game. I encourage everybody to check it out. It's a lot of fun. It's a first-person shooter. You go kill shit, and you play different characters. One of them is Hanzo, and he's an archer. Um, he's got a really, really steep learning curve. If you don't know how to play him, you kind of you kind of shoot your um, your team in the proverbial foot. So I, I uh, so so what happens is you got people that like only want to play him or some other character that's like a real, real hard, steep learning curve. Um, and well, not only that, he's very situational. Yeah, that too. So it's like playing him all the time. You're just being kind of selfish. Um, again, not getting too. Uh, too political on this show, but it's just kind of a funny narrative for somebody like Donald Trump. Um, I think that uh, th- this has also been like you hear people uh, leaning into certain characters in games like Overwatch, Hanzo, Tracer. I'm a Tracer main. Like, no, I got Tracer first or whatever that meme was. Um, so it's it's just it's kind of funny. So uh, what is a Hanzo main? Um, a Hanzo main is an insult. Overwatch players throw around when one of their teammates exclusively plays the Archer Hanzo, uh, regardless of the situation or how they're playing. And, and the thing that you got to remember about a game like Overwatch is that most of the time it's pretty situational. So sometimes you got to switch between different characters. The origins of the Hanzo main uh, meme, sorry. Uh, so uh, Blizzard released Overwatch in 2016. The online hero shooter was an overwhelming commercial really? success. Almost immediately, just over a year after the launch, reported 35 million gamers had registered accounts. That's huge. Mm. To this day, tens of thousands of fam, 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 fans 
watch streamers play the game on Twitch every month. And that's a game I still need to get back to streaming anyway. Hanzo Bane became an insult almost instantly to in Overwatch's in-game chat, but it wouldn't be turned into a full-fledged stereotype until a month later after the title hit shelves. Um, and, and the secret of mastering Hanzo will be unlocked to you, but only if you follow the steps in this video very closely. This is from a, a video uh, from a from a YouTuber, Funky. Uh, it, he made he made his very the very first Hanzo main archetype uh, video. Um, you will always play Hanzo. You will deny playing any other hero. If if people complain, you will make fun of them. Always play Hanzo. Always play Hanzo. Reject all heroes except Hanzo. And then they, uh, and that made its way into mainstream, the even even more of a mainstream situation, where uh, they were making fun, where they were showing Donald Trump playing in front of a computer, uh, being called a, a Hanzo man, and that's hilarious. <laughs> Just shows more ways that that video games kind of transcend the bigger picture in our everyday life. Yeah, thought it was really funny. I love that shit. Yeah, uh, yeah, I just. I was sort of floored that <laughs> an Overwatch meme <laughs> about, you know, selfishness would uh, make its way into the uh, mainstream. Yeah, yeah. Really, <laughs> that was great. It's really funny. Uh, what's your what's your main, Travis? Like, which guy did you like to play or gal? Oh, when I played, probably, I didn't play for very long, but I played a lot of Junkrat. Mm-hmm. Mm another character yeah that's probably why i didn't play for very long because it was rough i love that character oh we got yeah, mine's play, mercy i'm a mercy i'm a healer and uh... oh i did play mercy too i did um because i do like playing support roles if i can mm -hmm. and so yeah but you're right it is it's it's super situational yeah. so that's yeah. i just all needed, of them are. i needed more that's... time yeah that's just it you got to be willing to switch up and and try different things and and it Overwatch is in in its nature is very situational. Yeah, yeah, totally. All right, well, we got some full stream ahead news um, that Diddy's going to share with us, so let's do that. Diddy, what you got? Uh, gaming may have may have arrived, but it hasn't yet really taken hold among your average player. Its potential may have opened up though now that Valve has announced that Steam Cloud Play has entered beta. So uh, another one. A what? Another one. Yes, another. One. Well, did did, did yeah. you hear my disgust? I know. Yes, yes, yes and no. So I think the really cool thing about this is is that if you own a game on Steam, you can use it on one of the cloud gaming services. GeForce That's now. really what it is. Let, it, it's allowing you to play your game that you own on Steam on any cloud gaming service. If they had done this to begin with, we wouldn't have had well, to deal, deal with all these other obstacles out here. I know. I think that there, this this news is really more about um, Steam is more like making sure that they that they keep their footing and establishing their swim lane. In this thing, I, I don't think that they're. I think that what they're really pushing here is is this idea that they're that they're wanting to play the accessible card, right? Like 
they want to make sure that th- that you know if you buy our stuff, you'll be protected. You can play it wherever you're at, on whatever on whatever it is that you want, right? Which I think that flexibility is what the market ultimately wants with a cloud gaming service. So, so Tim, in that regard, does that change your mind? No. Why not? <laughs> because there's too many of them. Like, but see, I think that's great. This is there's already too many, too many launchers and 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 things like that. This ain't helping. Oop, there we go. But yeah, um, in the last couple of weeks, and especially like the last month or so, we have seen a lot of companies start to say, you know what, this is company. This is coming. It's coming, and it's going to be big, and we need to get on board. We saw uh, NVIDIA do it with the uh, opt-in program. Uh, you have to opt-in. You have to opt-in now instead of being automatically opted, and you have to opt out. Um, Valve is now doing it. We saw Xbox, uh, Microsoft do it. Uh, every we saw Sony do it. Everybody is saying, you know what, it's coming. We're, we're, we need to get on board. It's in beta. I tried to get in it. I have not had it. I haven't been able to get in it yet. But does does it have its own monthly fee? Because the way no. I'm reading this article, it essentially lets you connect your Steam library to GeForce Now service. Yes. Yeah. Uh, apparently, that's Which, what it is. I tried if, to get in the beta. That's what it is. That's brilliant on yeah, Valve's part. Yeah. So and you if know they what can... that makes me think. Was the GeForce Now issue a licensing issue? No, yes. it was. It was. Yes, it was. You know what? It was basically a pissing match because people were upset that GeForce Now just said, "You're in," without asking them. Well, there's that, right? But also, and, and how does Steam which get is away? a licensing issue? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's always like it's always about money, I and mean, it's always about licensing. But still, you know it. It was now that they say, okay, do you know what? If you want to be on GeForce now, tell us you want to be on. And and now everybody's okay with it. Yeah, and that, that's really all that it, I don't know. If GeForce just had their shit together, they wouldn't be in this little bit of a PR nightmare that they're currently in. It's kind of funny. I mean, but I, I think that this is good. It's, it's, um, they're kind of laying their stakes in the ground, like, you know what? I'm going to be able to, you know, you got this library of games. It's saved. Like y- you can, you have this flexibility, right? Like if oh, yeah. I could see this opening up to other people that want to come in and compete with like a GeForce now where GeForce knows the the role that they want to play. They want to provide the platform. They need software yep. to go on it, and, and, you know, that you want to play. Okay. So, yeah, if, so if, you want to use Steam. You want to use your Ubisoft. You want to use, you know, like whatever it is. Epic. Like you can get that. Yeah, I mean, that's if if that's the way it goes, where I can pay for a GeForce Now service to have that cloud gaming service or Stadia, sure. if if they can somehow work that out. But then yeah. I can access all my uh, all my Steam games there and the Steam library that I've been building over years. I'm in. Like yeah. I, I love that idea. Yeah. Right. I I think the better thing will be when I can pay. Steam, $15 a month and play any game that comes out on their library. Steam host that Steam hosts. So like if they if a new game comes out and it's hosted on Steam, I pay my subscription fee, I get to play Dude, it on $15 GeForce is a now. 
steal. Even if it's $25 a month, it'd be worth still, every still penny. Still it'd be worth every penny. What if you're paying $50 a month? No. It still would be worth it. No. That's it, You can play any game that comes out on Steam. It's going to depend on how much oh, time you have to game. You're talking about point. for a subscription service. For yeah, subscription service to Steam. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's basically every game that ever comes out because all yeah. of them pretty much end up on Steam. Yeah. Okay. I'd pay 50 bucks a month for that. I would too. Honestly, like I mean you're paying if you're buying a game once a month, you're already saving money. It's true. Yeah. So, it's an interesting proposition. Let us know your thoughts. You can email joystickandmouse at gmail.com. And we also have a video game review. And Travis is going to provide that to us right now. Yes, and the reviews were so mixed. They I'm were. Surprised. All right, go ahead, Travis. What you got? Yeah, so I've been playing a game recently. Um, I've been doing it on my streams called Thimbleweed Park. And it is a point-and-click adventure. Um, it is from Ron Gilbert, who was responsible for creating Maniac Mansion and The Secret of Monkey Island. I love it. Uh, I'm not finished with it yet, but what I have played has just been great. It's it's exactly what I remember all those games being. It's point-and-click adventure. It's the old LucasArts um, scum story, story system style. It's got great meta humor and fourth wall breaks. It even has a whole section that's um, basically got the Maniac Mansion house. It's called the Mansion Mansion. Um, it's irreverent. It's funny. Uh there's a there's a DLC you can get for an extra 99 cents that will uncensor all the swearing in the game. Um, <laughs> if you want to do that, really, that's great. Yeah, yes. And it's got this, this. The story is a ton of fun. It's got this weird mix of like you're you're playing FBI agents that are investigating a murder in this little town, but then there's there's also paranormal stuff happening. You spend in a section playing as a ghost. Um, I've been having just a blast with it, and it's it's just fun, goofy little puzzles. Um, they poke fun at Lucasfilm. They have mucus phlegm games. Um, ah, nice. <laughs> you know, one character, you spend an entire arc where one character just wants to be a game programmer. It's all set in the late 80s. So it's like 1987, I think, is when the game takes place. Definitely, it's uh, it was 1999 on Steam, and I think it's on pretty much all the launchers. Totally worth it. 100%. Maniac Mansion is in my top 10 of games of all time. It really? Is absolutely. One of the best games ever it was funny it was irreverent it was tongue-in-cheek it was just great game good fun that yep. and zach mccracken uh those two games came out so, relatively around the same time and are just fantastic games yeah and if you like maniac mansion like i say it's the same guy that created maniac mansion ron gilbert and they even have a, they poke fun at um, games like these and the old Sierra point and click adventures where they, mm. there's a point in the game where it tells you, just so you know, there are no dead ends and there's no way to die in this game type of thing. <laughs> but yeah, it is just brilliantly done. Um, it's got a, a really fun retro art style that I really like. You're showing video of it um, right now. And yeah, it, it's, if you like those kinds of games at all, it's worth buying. This is this is totally up my alley. I have it and I played a little bit of it and I agree it's hilarious. Um I, I only it, played maybe twenty minutes of it and then like I never went back to it for no no reason other than I was just I just didn't. Does it play like Undertale? Because that's what it looks like to me. Yeah, so it has the the Lucasfilm games uh scum system, the script creation utility for Maniac Mansion, which is it's got all your verbs in one corner and you basically click and you say 
walk to, and then you click on an object or pick up. And okay. that's how you move around and solve your puzzles. Like Monkey everything. Island and games Mon like Yep, that. Monkey Island, Sam and Max Hit the Road. Um, all what was those. the other one? Uh, Grim Fandango. Yep. Great. Uh, Full Throttle was another one. Leisure Suit Larry. Leisure well, that Larry. was those were Sierra. So those were, it was ah, a different system, yeah, but the same type system, of game. Same thing. Yeah. Uh, King's Quest, Space Quest. How about Zach McCracken? And yep, the, Zach uh, McCracken. Alien Mindbenders. What a great game! Yeah. Just, oh yeah. Just... And you're so, playing yeah, a lot is... of this stuff on uh, on your stream, right? Yeah, that's what I've been doing. So I've been moving through uh, mostly the stuff that I had in my library that I just hadn't played or or wanted to replay. Um, like I, I had never finished uh, The Secret of Monkey Island and I'd never Me played neither. the second one. So I've done both of those now. I got the remastered versions of those off of Steam. Um, and then this one, I had like three different people who none of them know each other, but they all said, oh, you're playing these games. You need to play Thimbleweed Park. And so finally after the third person, I'm like, fine, I'll buy it. I'll play it, whatever. And uh, I love it. So it's funny. I got this game for free through the Epic Game Store. Like they yeah, were just this was one away. of the oh, Epic yeah. Games. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and I, I definitely want to go back. And I actually need to go back. I was streaming Monkey Island for a while. Um, had a lot of uh, fun doing that. Um, you joined me for some of those streams, I think. Travis. Yeah, I did. Yep. And um, I might need to go back and do that. You're inspiring me to do that so I can try some more of these. I think they're really cool, like really chill sort of games to go back and play. Like you don't need. Yeah, these are really cool. These are like the uh, you can sit down and just relax and have a beer. And, yep. you know. Yeah. And that was that was why I wanted to do them on streams. It's like I don't want some because I'll I'll get ragey if I play something really difficult. And like I can get annoyed with a puzzle in a game like this, but I'm not going to want to throw my my mouse or my keyboard or something. Right you know, whip a controller across the room. Yeah. Um, and I just like to hang back, chat with people and play the game and yeah. they're, they're interactive stories and it's just fun. Well, and that's fun too. And you can get audience participation in that too, yep. which is really good. Uh, oh, where, what would you rent? What would you rate this out of 10? Oh, out of 10, man, I'm probably going to give it like a solid eight and a half. Um, nice. That's what half, the nine. I like, I really <laughs> like it. That's what the IGN review. Uh, oh, really? <laughs> that I was uh, streaming. That's funny. Um, Thimbleweed Park, everybody. That's today's game recommendation provided by our very own TV's Travis. Now, before we end the show, TV's Travis, you have some uh, some some podcasts and and some things. We didn't even really talk about how uh, how we've come to know each other, and I mean, yeah. you've, been, you've been around the community for a while, but uh, worth mentioning that uh, you're a contestant on season two of America's Next Top Podcast with Diddy. A show that yep. I, I I'm a producer on as well, and um, we have all been on your show, so so we've been around the block a few times together. So uh, yeah. so what sort of stuff do you want to pimp to the to the folks at home? Well, so I have my movie show um, that all three of you have been on. Wait, you haven't seen, and that's where I bring people on and have them watch a movie for the first time, or sometimes I'm the one that gets to watch it for the first time. Um, but it's always somebody's first time seeing a movie, and then we get to talk about it, and it's usually a one that surprises you, like for instance, Alex, you had never seen Die Hard. Nope. So we had to fix that. And yep. Don hadn't seen um, Princess Bride. So, you know, and then uh, Jay Dimes hadn't seen Top Gun. I mean, like you know, movies that came in the mail with boxes of Tide, and you guys hadn't seen them. So, you guys um, dis came in the mail. Disgraceful. Tide. And we use oh, Tide. That's a movie reference of itself. So, um. Yep. 
And actually, uh, so that show I do Sunday nights um, and I stream it on on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv forward slash TV's Travis. But I've got a new show starting up next week, a week from today. Um, I'm going to be doing called Let's Watch Highlander. And I'm going to be going through episode by episode with uh, our friend Audie. Um, oh, nice. Audie and I are going to oh. do uh, we're going to do live stream watch of an episode of Highlander and then talk about it. Love it. That's uh, so. that's one I've never seen either. I watched well, never seen Highlander, no. the TV show, I assume, right? Yeah, no, yeah. The, we're going to be going through the yeah. series. Okay, gotcha. So I, I've great never series. seen any of it. Just um, what a great series! My dad used to love that the TV show when it came on USA. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I love the the series. It, it's a fun mythology because there's just so much to it, and yeah, the, it, it's perfect for a series. So that's going to be starting up uh, next week. Cool. We'll, we'll check it out. Doing something like that for David Carradine. What what uh, <laughs> what website should they go to? Uh, TVstravis.com is the yeah. easiest thing to go to. TVstravis.com. Very good. Well, folks, that's going to be a show. Let's clap it out. <laughs> As always, you can uh, head over to joystickandmouse.com to make sure you are subscribed to this podcast. All the links to your favorite podcatchers are there. Also, our contact information is there. If you'd like to reach out to any one of us, follow us uh, individually, you can do that. Uh, you can also um, contact the show by emailing joystickandmouse at gmail.com. Now, from me, uh, Diddy, you want to say goodbye? See you later, folks. J-Dimes? Later. TV Travis. Bye. And from me, Alex, stay safe. Everybody, be good. Take care. We love you. Bye-bye. If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. (laughs)